my God, the show's starting. Hey. The show is starting, everybody, so this is going to be good. Uh, Welcome to This Is Going to Be Good. I, I, I said that already. <laughs> I know, I Karen, wanted to say it for my half. Thank you for reiterating You're welcome. that to our <laughs> listeners. We, um, I feel like we haven't done this for a while. I it know seems that like it. not true. That is I not feel, true. Yeah, we did it like last week. Sorry. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. But anyway, uh, thank you. I am Quentin Lamar, as always, and I'm joined with Carol Scudder. I'm still Carol Scudder. Yeah. Still Carol Scudder. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to remind you guys, if you do like our zany little show here, to please support the show and buy us a coffee. And you can do that on buymeacoffee.com backslash gonna be good pod. Or is it gonna be good? I think it's just backslash gonna be good. I don't think it's pod. Oh my God. All this time, people have been going to trying to find gonna be good pod and then they couldn't find it. And then there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that we may may not have gotten. I like to think that if you put gonna be good, that'll be enough for it to like pull up our it's picture. Autofill. Okay, great. I, I hope believe so. um, we'll check that out. But yes, please, please uh, donate to the show to help our um, labor of love continue yeah. these little meetings with my nice boomer friend Karen. <laughs> okay sure i know you don't like being emphasis the on the friend why I like here's the thing emphasis on friend here's the thing i'm not so into compartmentalizing and labeling people as you are that's all i guess it's just a millennial in me so i, I do think it to so. myself so you do no, you're into um, it. You, it's almost like you're labeling. you're like a human label gun over there with the labels. I'm into labeling, except for sex, sexuality. I don't think that needs to be labeled, but everything else. Okay, <laughs> fine. I don't know. I'm less into labels. I don't know why that is. I just am. Normally, um, people who don't like their labels are usually not into labels. I hate my label. I don't hate it. I just don't. I just know that I am more than that label. I'm more than the sum of, of that you're label. More than that. I grew up in the time in the 70s, in the free to be you and me, babe. 60s yeah, and 70s. Yeah, we all see how that worked out. <laughs> well, it worked out fine. What the hell does that mean? I just grew up the when I grew up. I can't help it. Give me, me a time. Either. Give me a time machine. Uh-oh, oh, well, we see how well that worked out. I think it worked out great for you. I messed up. The accent's coming out. I think it worked out great for you and great for me. That's right. I was just down south. I was down south for my sister-in-law's funeral. Rest in peace, Leslie. Rest in peace. It was a really good funeral, as funerals go. And then we had a garden party in her honor. I made some food that was really good. And her son, our sweet nephew, Alex, organized this whole music thing where my husband played and different ones of his friends played. And they did Motown songs, which she loved. And they did some very cool old spirituals. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And talk about boomers. There were some serious yeah. boomers in attendance at that event. And we were well, trying to... I, I kind of gathered that from Motown. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to keep the party outdoors, but it was hot as hell down there. And there were flies all over. And uh, we had to move the food inside because of that. And then the old people... Couldn't get them to go back outside, so. Mm. You know, it's funny. It was Because, hot. like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm from Detroit. I do So, know. whenever I hear Motown, it's cool because, like, I kind of feel like I'm home. And you you kind of hear Motown any and everywhere. So, that's one good thing about oh. being from Detroit. It's so, it's so much into everything. We used to go to the Motown Museum, like, in school, which is an incredible museum. I don't know. I don't know if the pandemic closed it. I, I couldn't see how it could have. It's a really huh. big uh, tourist destination, but like you get to see like Barry Gordy's house, wow. which was the first recording studio. You get to stand in the place where the Temptations and the Supremes recorded their first albums. And Is the museum keep... in Barry Gordy's house? 
the museum is attached to his house because he bought a house and then he bought the house next door as his recording studio. And then he bought like six houses on the block. One was the financial building and that was a house. And then one was a house where artists could stay if they were in town. It's on the Grand Boulevard in Detroit. So these are big, beautiful old houses. Yeah. They have the actual office exactly the same. So like you walk in, you see an old ass heavy fan, you see an old switchboard, <laughs> you see an old candy machine that still has candy in it. Oh, okay. Like it's a really cool, cool thing. I suggest that people check that out if they go. But that I would love also, to check um, that out. I've I never been like to, it. It's, I've never been to Detroit. It's it's got its good things. Like, you know, you I would say like growing up, one of the the things that we did was go to the museum and then we would go to like the cereal, like the Kellogg's plant and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Which as I've told cereal. you, my husband's grandfather worked at and and because he's from Michigan mm-hmm. and his first name was Kellogg. Mm. About that. Fun fact. Fun fact. That'll be an attest that we're going to have for all you listeners post. Cereal City. All right. So uh, <laughs> that's why it feels like it's been a long time since we did the show because I well, was out of town traveled. for four or five days and, and that just changes everything. Well, I do want to say this. Hmm? Before we were recording, we were talking about the funeral and she was saying how, you know, people talk at the beginning of funerals and how some people are better at expressing things. And I want to say that when I die... Whenever that is, if hopefully, ever that happens. Hopefully a very long time. It Probably eventually you will, yeah. I'm hoping that I'm born in a sweet spot where they could just keep regenerating my organs and I can like live for a long time. Sure. That's actually something that's happening and it's actually possible. So I'm No, I know. I just was watching 60 Minutes because I'm a boomer. I was just watching 60 Minutes yesterday. And <laughs> on a TV. <laughs> on a TV. On a TV. And um, yeah, there was, there was a lady talking about, uh, a doctor talking about... um. I don't remember the percentage now, but it was some crazy like two thirds of people alive now are going to live to be 104 plus. Like, I can't remember what it was. It was some astounding number. And it was just like, wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> incredible. It's yeah. between that and the CRISPR like gene sequences, how they can yeah. change that and take stuff out. It's going to be crazy. But as far as my Ooh. funeral goes, my rule is if you don't know me, you don't talk at my funeral. There will be no clergyman, no priest, no pastor. Unless I know them, like, personally. Only people, yeah. Only people who know me. So if you don't, if you go to my funeral, you have two choices. You can get up and talk about me, or you can sit down and look at my corpse. That's it. <laughs> so you're going to be out for the service? Yeah. I'm going to okay. lay me out. Anybody okay. who's had any, you know, problems with the decisions that I made, there's a question and answer portion at the end. I'll address everybody's issues or how they felt I lived my life. That's my funeral. Okay. I don't know what, I've, I haven't really planned mine. It's yet another thing I didn't plan. I'm <laughs> not good at planning. I don't want to plan it. I'm not going to plan it. I don't know. Maybe I'll plan it. I'm not going to, I haven't planned mine. I'm just an idea man. I like, see, I, I, This I hasn't see. been yeah. planned. Like, You're just no, riffing. No plans have been made. You're yeah, riffing. I'm just, this is just my idea. Right, right, this right. This is a spoken, a spoken record of what I would like. And I don't, but, I mean, I don't want the viewing. I, I'm probably going to donate my body to science. If any scientist has any interest whatsoever, I'm going to give it to one of them. But uh, um, mm. I think. But the viewing thing, like we did, there was no viewing with this with my sister-in-law, Leslie's. Uh, that was not part of the funereal thing. We had a graveside with just a small number of family and friends where she was actually interred. And then mm-hmm. uh, the service in the church that she loved. She was very religious. Um formal service. And then two days later is when we had that sort of memorial party, whatever. But um, have I been to a, I'm trying to remember if I've been to a funeral where there was actually a viewing of the body. Usually the viewing, at least down South, the viewing is usually before the funeral, if there's a viewing. 
And then there's the funeral itself. The funeral is like the day, like the night before. You can come look at the body. If you yeah. like, don't want to come to the funeral, you can pay your respects and look at the body. And then the next day is the funeral. Showtime. For my mother, when my mother died, um, which was very sad. I'm not laughing about it. But um, this funny thing happened. Like she, she really did look quite beautiful in the casket. I'd picked out a great dress. It was a great dress for her. She looked lovely. Everybody was coming by through the visitation line, looking at her and, you know, whispering like, oh, she looks very good, blah, 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 whatever. And then um, my friend Eugene, who's no longer with us either, rest in peace. Eugene came in and he goes, oh my God, she looks fabulous. And I could hear people, (laughs) I could hear people whispering, that's one of Carol's friends. That's one of Carol's (laughs) friends. He must be from New York. That's one of Carol's friends. So funny. He's actually not from New York. His accent was very clearly from Hickory. He was super gay. Clearly from North Carolina. Uh, But yeah, clearly like... Oh my God, she looks fabulous! And he—that's exactly what I want people to say. Fully after sincere. Doing my body, what I'm saying, like <laughs> yeah. verbatim. That's what I want everybody to say. <laughs> well, speaking of the, you know, remembrance of Memorials. those we've lost, yeah, it's Memorial yeah. Day. It is. Yep. And uh, here we are again, another Memorial Day. Oh I my God. usually don't know when Memorial Day is, so I can never really prepare for it, but. Um, I know Apparently it's always it's at the end of May, day. but it always sneaks up on me. I my family didn't. I don't recall doing like a particular cookout or anything for, for Memorial Day. Maybe we did. I don't know, but I don't remember it. And it's surprising because my dad was in World War II. Um, but Ooh. yeah, I, I always forget it. It always sneaks up on me, and I hear people talking about it. I always forget that. I always forget that your parents had you when they were older because like yeah most people like my grandparents or like other people's grandparents i know they were in like vietnam or korea so for you to right. just drop world war ii i'm like <laughs> it freaks you out right yeah <clears throat> well yeah, my dad my mom had me she was 40 my dad had me and he was my dad was 43 when my mom had me and yeah my dad was born in 1919 my mom was born in 1923 Ooh. good for them for still getting it on it's fully and, crazy after being together that long, because you know, I mean, well, that, people have I, sex in their forties. Well, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think of like proper, you know, southern sh- people in the nineteen fifties, sixties, whenever in the sixties. It's usually kind of a nine month process. So, uh, I was born in nineteen sixty two. I don't know. Maybe your mother saw like the Beatles on TV and got a little hot and bothered. I don't know. Uh, my mother was not a fan of the Beatles. No, 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 no. It keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. Yeah, the Beatles was like radical music to her. That was not her dealio. My mom was not a rock and roller, okay? She was delightful. There's also something kind of suspicious about my brothers and my own birthday. They all seem to be about nine months after my parents' anniversary. Mm. With the kind of sad implication that perhaps that's the only time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on my parents' sex life. I don't know why I went down that road, but I'll tell you this. Go ahead. I don't have to speculate. (laughs) I I called my parents having sex many times growing up. Oh, really? You could not leave my parents alone for more than five minutes. And there would be, like, we would go out to play. I can remember going out to play with my sister and just coming in the house unexpectedly. Uh Right on the couch. (gasps) It's that's the kind of household that I grew up in. For real, I, they were having sex on the couch when you came in from playing. Yes, what and did like, you they do? They were always really good. I didn't see anything. Like they were really good, good, good. at like you know they were arranging themselves, blanket or something. Okay, but yeah, but like you know, well, there, it was more like my mother's bareback running out of the living room. Oh my but god! But like 
that kind of thing. And I heard things, <laughs> oh you know, God. at night. And then I, I, one of the things that really um, stick out to me is one time <laughs> I walked into my parents' room at like one o'clock in the morning and there were candles lit everywhere. Oh. And I don't know what exactly was going on, but my father was like sitting on the bed and my mother was getting up off her knees on the floor. <laughs> and I slammed the door. And I whipped around. And now, keep in mind, I was like 20. Oh, geez, Louise. Okay. So, like, this is this is not early in their marriage. This is not me, like, eight years old. Right, right. So, I, like, I, I was, like, I was drunk because I came in from, like, I had been out. I was visiting home. I came in I, from the bar, and I was drunk. Didn't think about it. And so, like, I picked up my cell phone, and I called my siblings and texted them. I was, like, I've been traumatized, so you have to be traumatized. <laughs> this is what I saw. This is the course of events. So for me, that's not <laughs> uh-huh. that's not my relationship with my parents having sex. It was more like you're doing it again. Oh Jesus. my god, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. It's disgusting. It's, it's not disgusting. disgusting. It's actually very sweet and good for them. Mm. I'm not. Old, I'm not old enough or far removed from it enough to they say. They can't that. help I mean, it if your damn kids didn't keep wandering through the house. It's not their fault. They're trying to grab some <laughs> private time. That's probably why my father passed away. He just completely <laughs> was worn out. Completely worn out. Um, I will say, I know my parents really loved each other. They were affectionate. My dad would pick her up and spin her around and hug her and kiss her all the time. And I think my mom was super uptight about sex, though. Just super, super uptight. There's, she was, yeah. I think she, I don't even know why I would say that. I know she was. Uh, It is. Men and women too, and yeah, damn most- church and God knows what else. But yeah, she she was not easy with that topic. Um, yeah. So we kind of got off topic here. We did. I'm just um, fascinated. Okay. Hi. Anyway, Memorial Day. Um, you said something about Memorial Day that I found interesting that I actually didn't know. Yes, I didn't know this either until today. I was just reading about because kind of how we started this whole like, why don't I know much about Memorial Day? Um, and I started looking into the history of Memorial Day. For one thing, 25 different cities and states, whatever mm-hmm. or more, can claim that they invented Memorial Day. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of different places in America claim they invented it. Um, Everybody seems to agree that it started after the Civil War. The story that I came across, though, which is declared to be by historians, probably the first Memorial Day in Charleston. Okay, I'm going to try to shorten this. Let's see. So in Charleston, before the end of the Civil War, the Confederate soldiers took over this racetrack, and they made it into a makeshift prison that they put POWs from the Union Army in. Civil War prisons were particularly horrible, of course, um, and like 260 or more of the Union soldiers died in there from disease and exposure, and, you know, they had like shitty food. They just kept them out in the heat, whatever. It was terrible. Um, so a bunch of them died, like 260 or more. They shoved them all into a mass grave. The Confederate soldiers did that to their Union prisoners that died. Not long after that, they lost big time. Charleston was overtaken by the, the Union Army, the Confederates' army split. And the freed slaves remained. And I guess after the dust settled and the armies had moved on to do whatever else they were doing, the freed slaves dug up those Union prisoners and reburied them in a new cemetery, individual graves with honor, you know, trying to make it a respectful thing surrounded it by a white picket fence on which they wrote, uh, or a whitewashed fence on which they wrote, um, Martyrs of the Race Course. Martyrs of the Charleston Race Course, I think is what it was, because it was this race course that had been made a prison. They did that, and 
then they had this big like celebration, like within, I guess, I guess this took a few days or weeks to organize. It seems like such a huge job. Um, and these are newly freed slaves, you know, mm-hmm. who have already been through, God knows what they've been through. They did this whole thing. They organized this huge celebration over 3,000 school children, black school children, and black and white Union soldiers dressed in their army uniforms, parading and doing military uh, exercises and ministers and this and that, this huge celebration thing they did. That was basically I, the first Memorial Day. I had no idea. I it's mean, astounding. I, it totally makes sense. Like, you know, these are people who die for these black people's freedoms. And I think, of course, you know, they want to do that. I had no idea. Me I, either. They I marched know, like, around I, I, singing. Sorry. They marched around singing uh, mm-hmm. the John Brown song, which I also didn't know. It's it's actually set to the glory, glory, hallelujah. But it's about John Brown, honoring John Brown and all these other hymns and stuff. It's just amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine as a slave if I had been one. Well, I can't imagine being a slave. But right. if, like, what it would take to do that. Like, I, my family, right? looking back on my history, I have an ancestor who basically walked off a plantation and signed up to fight in the Civil War. With the Union Army, yeah. With the Union Army. I can't imagine what that took, to literally walk yeah. off someplace you were never allowed more than maybe five or 10 miles yeah. off of and just go and and do something like that. Like, that must have been incredibly scary. Yeah. But... Luckily, it's it's actually lucky that he did that because that's the only reason why I was able to get a record of him mm-hmm. because he had a service record. Oh so, my god, that's fabulous! So that was those an incredible were story. Made of different stuff. Yeah, they were. I had not heard of this story either, and of course, as white people will do, the story got kind of buried. Another a historian dug it up later, and there's there's records of it. There's there's even wow. a couple of photographs. Like so, it's a it's a real thing, and it was 1865, I believe. Uh, as Charleston fell. Hell of a story. Wow. And just the Hell idea, and it was May, so it was hot as hell down there, and they dug up these bodies and reburied them. That's incredible. Well, you heard it here, folks. You I heard didn't it here. Know it. Me Maybe neither. you all knew it. I didn't know it, but I'm happy that I know it. I will, of yeah. course, double check and read on my own to make sure Carol's right. Well, and it made me think of the reason. I mean, it struck me for many reasons, but, you know, I haven't put anything on Facebook yet or whatever about Memorial Day, and I probably will. But what I hate about these kind of holidays is the sort of performative, uh, I don't like, they all died for our freedom, blah, blah, blah. I agree they died and that they made a sacrifice and that the idea was for us to have our freedom. But Mm -hmm. I do not believe that that is necessarily what war, I don't think that's always the result Vietnam did not result in our freedom, okay? The the Philippine War did not result in our freedom, nor did the Korean War. Uh, World War II, I guess, kind of did. I don't know. I mean, defeating the Nazis, that's important. But like, I don't have much good things to say about war. I do really admire the sacrifice of people who went and fought um, and continue to do so. But I just feel like it's always a little trite that like, without them... That's why we have our freedom. Like, no, our mm-hmm. freedom is our responsibility too. Our freedom doesn't just come from people going away and fighting. I just, it just rings hollow to me. And then I was thinking about the fact that it's the Tulsa um, anniversary too. The other, you know, one of the other many things that we I didn't know about until the last couple of years. Well, I knew about Tulsa. You did, and I didn't you. know. But but most people, at least most people didn't know about it until the last 30 years. I think Gail King I would or say somebody was saying. A lot of people didn't know you passed that. And a lot of people didn't know until uh, Watchmen did it on HBO, the show Watchmen covered uh, okay. it. Okay. And a lot of people I know personally had no idea it happened until it appeared there. And it seems so right. horrific 
that they were like, kind of like, is this something that's like, you know, did this really happen? Is this one of those things where like it happened in a different dimension? Because that's kind of like the way the, yeah. the Watchmen is set I didn't in a watch different the version. Watchmen, so. It's set in a different version of our world. So they're like, you know, did this actually happen or is this just something that happened there? And I'm like, no, that literally happened. That mm-hmm. definitely happened. And there's so many more things we don't know. Like we're learning now, oh. more people are learning about sundown, to- sundown towns and the devil's punch bowl. Like people don't know. Well, that I knew. I, I knew about the sundown towns, but as we see, I mean, this all this is all very patchwork. Like I knew a little yeah. of this, I knew that, I didn't know this. I didn't really know the Wilmington story, the 1898 mm-hmm. Wilmington massacre, and until the last, I'd say the last eight years is when I started to hear about that. And then this year, I read the book about it. Like I, all I'm saying, I'm saying all this to say that I would like to fold that stuff into Memorial Day. I want to remember those people that made that sacrifice, even though that. That wasn't their choice. You know, the slaves did not come here as their choice to make a sacrifice, but the country was built by them, you know? I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much that was built by by slaves and so many sacrifices and so much. I want that to somehow be part of Memorial Day. I don't want it to just be this. I think that that's you know? something that should be taken into account. The people who have sacrificed, indigenous people, Native Americans who... Yep were murdered and their land was stolen for black people to come mm-hmm. over as slaves to work. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of people who should be remembered that I don't think we remember enough. Abolitionists, and, I'll throw them in. Anybody that tried to save this country from itself and 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 the people that that sacrificed that didn't want to. <laughs> like they didn't mean to, they didn't want to. And yet those people still had the wherewithal to like try to honor those Union soldiers or or to make Black Wall Street. They had the wherewithal to make their way to Tulsa and and create this beautiful place that white people then destroyed. Like, I, I want to honor all those people, all that. So that's why I just can't, I can never come up with anything to say on Memorial Day because it's like, I, mean, I have a paragraph. I'm sorry, not a, not a sentence. You could be like, speaking to people who are like seen as performative or however you want to frame it, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is under fire for saying, People should enjoy the long holiday weekend. Yeah, Fox I News lost. I didn't. I can't know say Fox News lost its mind. Fox News doesn't have a mind, right? So Fox News just did what it did. What I it missed does, this. So they said she's being disrespectful. Crazy. Is that what they said? Nikki Haley tweeted, retweeted that with a with a quote saying, uh, "What did she say? Unfit." Oh, she called her unfit. And Jesus um, Christ, uh, what was it? Uh, Nikki Haley, not incompetent. Something like deranged and unfit. Like it was something that she said in that vein. Maybe not deranged, but she definitely said she was unfit. And it's like, how could you get that from her wishing people a happy long weekend? When basically every newscast starts with... Everybody's doing that. Unofficial start to summer. Unofficial start to summer. You know, I mean, I have a friend who's, who's... very liberal black friend whose dad served in the army and stuff. And he's offended that there's just constant commercials saying unofficials start to summer for Memorial Day. So I understand that some people are sensitive about it, but that's ridiculous. Kamala Harris has already done so much to honor veterans and, and, and the people who died during the pandemic and shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And she, Nikki Haley should <laughs> definitely shut the fuck up. But that's what this country does. This country finds a way you can make money on a Memorial Day sale. You can make money on veterans and that's just what this country does. You can make money. Next month, they'll be doing it with pride. Right. All these companies are going to love gay people next month right. and then they're going to shit on them again with their policies in Washington. Right. It's what they do. It's what America does. If you don't yeah. like it, then we need to do things to change it. But yeah. just getting offended because somebody's saying it 
that's not going to do anything. Well, and they're, you know they're not offended at, at anybody on Fox who, who called it the official start to summer, which I'm sure somebody did. Nobody's offended by that. They're only offended when Kamala Harris does it because they're just looking for something. They're poking the possum. They're stirring poking the, the possum. Po- is, that, is that a thing? Poking they're, the possum? Actually, they're not quite poking the possum. They are bringing, uh, I can't think of the right analogy. They're bringing the, the stank into the garden party. I don't know. Whatever. Well, wait, I wait. My southern grandmother from Alabama. Let me see uh-huh. what she said. As far as Nikki Haley talking too much. Nikki Haley got more mouth than a cow got ass. Mm, okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's a- yeah. I need to write some jokes about Nikki Haley. I don't have any at the top of my head because I find her very fucking annoying. Somebody needs to do anyway, something about it. I'm saying the F word a lot all of a sudden too, and I need to dial it back. Sorry, what are, okay. Um, hey, so yeah, this is an explicit program. So it fuck is. It. Right. That's true. What What else we got here? Shootings. Shootings. Again. Yes. I don't know what to say about them anymore. There's been three in a row in the last three days. I heard about the one in Florida. That uh, was the second one. Before that, okay. there was the one. Oh crap! It we was a workplace. We can't even keep these. Breaks. I can't. I think it was in California. It was San Jose. Right, it was in San Jose, and it was a workplace, and it was a white guy. Because I texted you and said, "Well, thank at least it was a white guy." Because I hate it when it's a black or Muslim person. Anyway, that was the first one, and I can't remember how many people died. Nine, eight people, eight people. I put something on Facebook that said, um, "I'm sure all mass shooters consider themselves to be responsible gun owners." You know, because every time something this happens, people are like, well, we don't want laws that infringe on responsible gun owners and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, mass shooters consider themselves to be responsible gun owners. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're gun freaks. They own bunches of guns. They, they think everybody should have guns, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they think they're terrific. They themselves think they're terrific. You know, so and then one person in North Carolina piped up with this like, well, yeah, it's just like cars, it's just like cars and irresponsible people. No, first he said, well, they're crazy. So first he tried to pin it only on mental illness, and then he tried to compare it to cars and that it should just be like cars. But of course he resists the logic of like, well, okay, we have rules about cars, <laughs> you know? And kill like 20 people. Well, one car can kill 20 people if somebody I mean, decides could, to drive like, it into a crowd, but normally. Protest, but like that's not yeah. something that's normally going to happen. Normally like, car you, accidents. Yeah. You can dodge a car. You can't dodge bullets like that. You can't dodge a semi-automatic weapon. No, of course not. It's a false equivalency that they love to do. It's a total false equivalency. I don't, I'm not beholden to guns. I don't, you know, I'm an American, so I have a sort of indifference towards guns, I guess. Well, Americans don't don't, have an indifference. They have a passion. I mean, like the kind of Americans who don't own guns. It's an evil that we've all accepted that we can't get rid of, Mm. that we're always going to have. I don't really know what we can do. I get that it's been put into the Constitution so that people can do what they did on January 6th. Like, that's the only reason why it's in there. Only difference is, is that they didn't do it. The whole point that is, is so not, that... That's not why it's in there. The, the founding fathers didn't what, want them to do that. The founding fathers left a loophole for them to do it, and I think that's why. Well-armed militia was not <laughs> supposed to go and storm its own government. And well, what stormed the Capitol on January 6th was not a well-armed militia. It was a bunch was of not. lunatics, you know, with with hockey sticks and mace and shit. But the, the spirit of, you know, rebelling against England and the whole Tea Party thing. Right. That's still the same thing. That was rebelling against his own government. If there was right. a capital. Uh, in, True. It's just, I feel like it's the same vibe. And it's, I get why it's there. I get yeah. why a country that prides itself on that would keep that in or put protections in so sure. that could happen, how they feel like that is important. It's just, 
you know, what do we do with that shit now? But it's, like, mis- it's misrepresented. I feel. definitely misinterpreted. But I mean, yeah. who's to say it was it was right the first time? Like it's there's yeah. so much to go into that. Like it, I have a really big opinion about it's all my of least that. favorite amendment. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's my least favorite it's, amendment. It's, but I can understand why they put it in there. Sure. But I get it why it's in there, but it's just like but we, they weren't anticipating like, they weren't anticipating semi-automatic weapons, high capacity ammunition. They didn't anticipate a lot of shit. You know, and as somebody who's like a young person living in this country with all of these rules that are antiquated and Mm -hmm. designed to keep white people in power and to keep Mm -hmm. white men in power, I just keep feel like we're running across these things over and over again. Of course, they don't serve us. They don't work. They're not made for everybody. Right. And then we constantly have to hear people screaming about how you know, this 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 is the right way or how this is what we are. Like, even Joe Biden saying, like, you know, we're better than this. Since when? Yeah, that's that we're point has to be, this. that has to be retired, that phrase, because it's, it simply, has to be retired. it's simply not, not true. This country is not better. The people in it are better than this, but the country itself is not better than this. Well, we can be. I mean, we have our moments, you know, it's just, it's just a ridiculous thing to say. It's It should be like, sometimes we're better than this. Sometimes we're not. Like, I don't know. More often we're say- not. Yeah. More often we're not. More often we're not. If this, if the pandemic was a call to arms, then we failed. We failed it miserably. And luckily, we had science to bail us out from the religious idiots who would have kept us completely lost out at sea. Thank God, science helped us. Yeah. But it's like it's. I don't know. It it makes me angry that we still have to keep going through this. People keep getting. Like my husband does not ever want to go to a movie theater again because he's afraid he's going to be shot. Like people are not wanting to do things. Because they're afraid to congregate. I will still go to a movie theater. I just went a few weeks it ago. It depends. It depends where. I only used to think about it when I did a whole lot more catering when I worked events. You know, I would be in an event at whatever, Lincoln Center or something. And it did start to run through my mind like, yep, shooter could totally come in here and start shooting us. Uh but you know, I can't I'm live my I can't pride. live my life like that. I can't live my life like that. I'm nervous for pride for a number yeah, of reasons. For a good reason, yep. And I, you know, I don't really, I'm not doing anything, excuse me, this pride, because I feel like it's too soon for me. Like, happy everybody else out there. Are you going to do your um, show? Because a lot, I'm going to do my show, but that's it. I have right. a show for pride, but I'm not uh-huh. like going to go out like I normally do. And like, normally for me, pride would be like an event. You get up at like yeah. eight o'clock in the morning after only going to bed at like four o'clock the night before. You get up, you go to brunch, you go to the parade, then you spend the whole day and the whole night drinking. It's a holiday. Up, whatever you're it's like do. Mardi Gras. It's a holiday. Yeah. But that's not, first of all, I'm married, so that's not my reality <laughs> anymore. But second, I don't feel comfortable doing that now. I get that it's safe to do all this stuff and all that, but I still need some time. I yeah. need like a buffer of some months between stay inside or you're going to die to, okay, now you're vaccinated, go out and shake your ass. I know, I right? I need some it's time in much. between. Yeah, that makes sense. I need some time in between. So, but I am worried about what's going to happen this Pride. I'm worried about how slutty all my friends are going to be because they've been locked up for over a year. Huh? It's, I think it's going to be a situation and I'm just going to watch it from a distance. I have some things planned for a straight white shame day. Um, it's a terrible holiday. You breeder, you terrible, you should feel terrible <laughs> about yourself. Straight white shame day. The music's awful. Food's terrible. I mean, you don't have to be shamed of being white because all I'm everybody not. knows Pride not, is I'm one not, of the I'm whitest not. events. I'm just it kidding. is one of the whitest events you can That's go to. That's why I threw in so straight white. Straight. I threw in straight white shame. Straight just white straight. male shame. Straight, straight white shame. male shame. Straight shame. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a holiday that never really caught on. Oh, every day is straight white <clears throat> shame day. What are you talking about? Um, mm. Not enough. 
So yeah, my whole point of bringing up that guy making those dumb remarks about mental health and not that mental health is not an aspect, I get it, whatever, but comparing it to cars, blah, 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 so stupid, is that within the course of like the back of that back and forth on Facebook, two more mass shootings happen. The Miami and whatever the other one was, which I can't even remember, which is crazy. Like there's been three in like the last four days where a substantial number of people were killed and injured. In this dumb country, we have got to stop doing this. We've got to stop not addressing it. And they always are like, well, what what would work? What Name one thing that would work. Well, what works with cancer? Does anything work 100%? No, of course not. Does that mean nobody tries? No, of course not. <laughs> try shit. You have to try something try different. Try something. We need to Jesus try something Christ, different because we're not getting anywhere. And You know, you take away the angry white man's tool of destruction. You hit that nail on the head, right on the head. What are you going to, like, what are you going to do? They literally remade the world with these things. So they're not going to let them go easily. I don't think they're going to let them go ever. Like, I I don't. I don't think they are either, but I don't think that, I mean, I have some hope right now for some progress because I think, I don't know, like, I think Joe Biden and the Biden administration, not just him, is making enough positive things happen that put enough money in people's pocket, just those little everyday things that are probably, I mean, I think that enough things are happening that might make it possible for us to win the midterms. If we can do that, then we can continue doing progressive legislation. If we can't, I fear all is lost. I really do. Here's hoping. Yeah, we've got to figure out We'll we'll do official things with this is going to be good. We'll do some official uh, phone banking or something as it gets closer to the time. But um, I don't know. You're like, we will? Yes, we will. It'll be fun. Yeah, sure. We have to okay. try. Try. We have to do something. Yeah, we have to try because we cannot let the country slide back down. I feel like, like a cartoon, like hanging off the cliff, whatever. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. The gun thing drives me nuts, whatever. I don't know what else to say about it other than it pisses me off. And then... um. Gavin McLeod died. Did that mean anything to you? You're probably not old enough. I'm I'm not old enough to know certain things, but thanks to Nick and Knight in my TV education, right. I know that Murray Slaughter, yeah, played by Gavin McLeod, is a very important character. I didn't really watch The Love Boat because that wasn't on Nick and yeah. Knight. So I the Love Boat that. wasn't that good so to when, me. It was campy, but it was I, fun. When I saw the the news article saying that he passed away. And he was standing there. I was like, I don't know him as the love boat guy, but... Murray Slaughter. That character was yeah. terrific. Dry, funny. Witty. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I, I thought he was gay. Um, sure. <laughs> but, and like, when I was, like, watching it, when I was, like, 12 years old, I, like, thought he was the office gay guy. I was like, oh, that's fun. They have a gay guy. But then it's like, oh, no, he's married and has children. Oh. Yeah. Well, he's definitely a okay. pretty straight acting gay woman. guy. But I could see why you thought that. Sure. Yeah, I thought he, the sass was a little homosexual to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, I can but see But yeah, it. he passed away. Ed Asner released a very touching tweet, which I saw because I yeah. follow Ed Asner. I love Ed Asner. And I do too. And he said that he and Betty are the only ones that are left. Well, I was a little bit, wait, what about John Amos? I realized John Amos wasn't a regular character, so I had to step that back. He but, was not a main cast member. But I, John Betty Amos White on that wasn't show. an original cast member, technically. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, he was good on that show and very good looking, I might add. Oh my God, right? Um, so handsome. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was hot. I have like a joke that I, I've said for a while that might not be in the best taste, but I say that... Oh, please share Betty it. White is like living oh, no. off the life force of her co-stars and she worked <laughs> her way through Golden Girls and now she's working her way through the maritime. And this was a joke that I told oh. just offhand, like whatever. But then like the people in the Maritime the Moisture Show started to pass away pretty closely. After Golden Girls, like, you know, then you had like Mary passed away. Uh-huh. Then... Uh, then Rhoda, Valley Harper yeah. passed away. And then Cloris Leachman. And now Gavin. But then you have to keep in mind, these people are like in their 80s and 90s. So, so. she's somehow taking their life energy? She's like, say, like every time we lose one of her co-stars, we get like another like <laughs> year of Betty. She's like, she's like absorbing. So. Her and I Ed Asner so. are like the holdouts. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, I had to go check that John Amos was still alive because I was like, what about John Amos? Alive. He was in Coming to America, too. He's still working. He's still yes. active. He still looks pretty good to be... I love him. ...as old as he is. So I think <laughs> he's younger than them all by a little bit. He's younger than they are, for sure. Yeah. I knew he was the weatherman, but I didn't realize that it was a little bit controversial for him to be the weatherman. That was like a progressive choice that the, the writers and the showrunners made. Because first he was supposed to be a sports guy, and they're like, no... No, because the only thing a black person was allowed to do on the news at that time was sports. And the producers and the showrunners were like, no, let's make him the weatherman. I didn't know that. And it became kind of a thing. Cloris Leachman's character, Phyllis, was a little on the prejudice side. And uh, she assumed he was the sports caster and could not believe he was a meteorologist. Like they made comedy out of it when she somehow accidentally Mm. assumed he was a sports caster. And he was like, no, I'm a meteorologist. And she was amazed. Like, how? How is that possible? I just thought that was I really funny. Tours. He just said it was a great experience for him to be on that show. Great. It seemed like a good time. I didn't learn about all of those shows until Nick and Knight when I was like maybe, God, nine years, ten years old. Like, uh-huh. I watched them. So that's how I learned about, you know, the Dick Van Dyke show and who you made Tyler Moore was and the yep. own show. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I love Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke to this oh. day is probably the only... He's old, but he's the only skinny man I've ever been attracted to. Like, I think he was just, like, really attractive when he was younger. He was so uh-huh. goofy and yeah. funny and wiry. Yeah. Um, so I love them together. And another kinda, terrific show. That was a great show. It was a good show. Great, great it was show. A good show. So TV taught yeah. me pretty well. By the time I got to Mary Tyler Moore, I was, like, all in. I've always liked comedy. I always watch shows that have really great comedic writing. And that's why I watched Cheers and Golden Girls and Night Court and... Oh, Night um, Court. Marriage loved Hall that Portion. show. Like, I... Even as a kid, I loved good writing. Frasier. So, like, I just... Yeah, it's my Frasier thing. was good. Uh-huh. My thing. All right. Makes sense. So, we wish Gavin McLeod a... We do. Rest in power. Rest, rest in power, buddy. I guess. Sure. So that was that. And then... Oh, the Ellen show is ending. Clary, she's evil. I guess. I don't know. And then Kelly Clarkson's no, taking is. over. Kelly Clarkson's taking over. They're replacing I, the devil with like an angel. Everybody loves Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just... I don't know what's happened to Ellen because her early, early work, like her early comedy, really strong. She's really one of the strong. best ever do it. And, That's not a question. And I, I know she struggled with some kind of emotional, mental illness issues back then and now i'm just like what happened like did something happen did she has she been overtaken by her she went hollywood you know she owns like the most expensive house in la like she has mega money first of all let's be real here most comedians are shitty people anyway i mean present company excluded i don't but (laughs) you perform enough you get to know them enough 
There's uh-huh. a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of what can you do for me? There's a lot of, I think because comedians have to pay a lot of dues. We mm-hmm. have to work for free a lot of times. We have to do a lot of stuff we don't like. I've never watched her show. I don't watch any daytime TV. And the few episodes I did see of it are parts, I, I was already tired of it, like within one episode. The dancing thing I was tired of immediately. Um, <laughs> I was like, boy, you really painted yourself into a corner with that. Now you have to do that every Dang show. That is too Barely she likes doing it, which makes her being evil even more creepy. It's- she can't be fully evil because she's big into animal rights and she's very helpful in that respect. And she did good. Didn't she do good things for, I don't know, helping gay people on TV? Wasn't that such a big deal when she? No, the only gay enough, person not I enough remember to save her. on TV was the Rosie O'Donnell show. Mm-hmm. That did a lot for gay kids on TV. Like, she was clearly a lesbian. She used to have, like, little gay Broadway kids come on. I used to watch that. You know what? Episode. That was a much better Rosie. show, actually. I liked the I liked that show. The Rosie O'Donnell. I still didn't the, watch... I don't watch daytime TV like that, but uh, that actually was a much... I love the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah, that was a much better show. Yeah. She was like a fan. She was like a fan, and she would, like, get people on that show, and she would fan out. Mm-hmm. And it was creepy sometimes, but it was, like, uh-huh. you know, endearing. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, that was a much better show. So I just, I, I don't have anything personally against Ellen because I don't know her. Um, but I've heard. Will she not return your calls? If she's not returning your calls. She's not returning my calls. Uh-huh. I, you know, I don't know what I did. You know. <laughs> I don't either. She must but, be jealous know, of you. She's clearly gone Hollywood. She don't have time for me. She got too skinny. That's probably but, what happened. I forget how old she is, though. Like, she's like the same age as my mother. And I'm like, oh. is she really evil? Or is she just like, you know, just a no-nonsense woman in her 60s? Like, how nice is a woman in her 60s supposed to be? No, here we go. <laughs> here we go categorizing and labeling people again. I mean, I- seriously, like, I know she's a lesbian. Uh-huh. She's a woman in comedy. So she's had a lot of adversity. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of gotten on her nerves over the years. I think she did her show for too long. I think she should have quit way sooner. And tried some other creative endeavor, gone back to stand up or or just started a farm or started llama rescue or something. I, I think the show, as it got like such a mega hit, I just began to look askance at it more and more. Like I feel like maybe I don't she know. just be a game show host. Oh, she does that now too, right? I hate all those Yeah, games. we don't have a lot of women doing that, so uh-huh. there's that. But isn't she already doing that? Doesn't she have some crazy game where people have to jump over dolphins or something or I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I I do know that she's like had a lot of apps that were games she came up with. And okay. I know that she like hosted some things. I don't know if that's what she's going to be doing full time, but mm-hmm. I mean, why not? That stuff's all, there's always a place for game shows. It's always, she'll, whatever it is, she'll make it a hit despite her reputation. Don't, if she called me tomorrow, I'd work with her. If she oh, called sure. me tomorrow, I'd drop everything and work with Ellen. I would completely erase this episode and kiss her ass. <laughs> her 63 sure. year old ass. Sure. We don't want to hurt her feelings. Of course we're not. Just, we're just trying to understand what's happening. I like Kelly Clarkson because she is comfortable with her body, which is something I struggle with. She admits to having issues with her weight. She's not always happy when her weight goes up. I'm currently not happy because my weight has gone up more than whatever. I She's one of my sort of role model people that I look to like, you know what? She's still out there. She's doing it. She, she looks good. Take a note, Carol. I, I mean, say to myself. I have, no, I have nothing bad to say about... Kelly Clarkson. I think she, like I said, I think she's a really great singer. I think she doesn't get enough credit for how well she sings. Yeah. Um, she's a great singer. I don't love that style of music that much, but uh, she's very talented. What style of music? It seems like it's sort of like R&B with country mashed in or something. I don't really like modern country music. I like old school country music. 
That sounds like labeling, Carol. I'm well. There are types of music, Quentin. Are there? Aren't there? Well, no, <laughs> I think there are. I don't know enough about it I, to even so say. So you don't like R and B? Not I, that much. Sometimes, I mean, I'll hear a song I like once in a while, but in general, there's a lot of pop music that I don't like, including pop country, including R and B kind of pop. It all sounds the same to me. I have trouble getting behind it. Well, I would say that there's a reason for that, but I don't want to be called a labeler again. Do it. So say it. I'll go. <laughs> it's just because it's not, it's not what I like. I don't like it. We already went through what you actually like, and then you gave like some weird like answer. It's um, not weird. They're perfectly acceptable musicians. I forgot to mention other people. The B-52s, I like them. Um, the Violent Femmes, they're good. Oh my God. Could you name somebody who's like <laughs> done something in the last 30 years? I did. I named Alabama Shakes. You didn't know who the hell I was talking about. I don't know who that is, but I forgot about Look the Violent Femmes existing until you just. I loved the Violent Femmes. Love, love. I love. forgot they existed and I only knew they existed because there's an episode of the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch where they go. <laughs> To see the Violet Femmes. Wow. And I have no idea. I thought it was the made-up band, but my TV memory is so good. I like Queen. How about that? Okay, but then we're going like 30 (laughs) years again. But I mean, your taste is fine. I'm just saying that maybe you can find something you like that is more current. The music that you like, they didn't stop making it. They're still making that style of music. I do try. I, I most most of the pop music I hear I don't like. I'm gonna start sending you some stuff on Spotify. Please, you have Spotify, right? I do. Okay, I do. I'm gonna I use the you crank on version. I the Spotify I use. You have to crank it up. It works though. <laughs> the CD. I'll do you one better. I was gonna say the CD version. If you want to go vinyl, you can send you me can Spotify. You freak. I can I, do that. I think you fall into the CD generation though. I'll you know. Oh, I can. Eight, get, I can eight tracks. Send me an eight track tape. Of it. I don't even know what that is. They're but, really, they're big. Um, they're very big. Okay. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna add you on Spotify and I'm gonna start sending you some things that I think you like from your like genre. And then you can send me some stuff I probably don't know about. Okay. And then we'll like we'll do it that way. Because I love older music. Don't get me wrong. I love Queen. I don't know who the other people are you know you mentioned, but fifty twos? Oh, I do like the B fifty twos also. They Come did that song on. for the Flintstone. That's the only reason why I know who they are. Oh my God. But um It's crazy. I do know them now. I, I am familiar with them. I only found out about them because of the Flintstones movie when I was little. But now I know the their <laughs> their um what do you call it? Their uh discography. Nice. I'm familiar now. Okay. So yeah, Kelly Carson has taken over. Okay. So hopefully, I mean, I, it doesn't matter to me. I won't be watching it, but no. I'm happy that she has work and Ellen is less ubiquitous. It's time for that to to die down for sure. It's been a long time. I didn't know how long it'd been. It's been too long. It's been too long. Now we can move on to our, is this going to be good yeah. portion of the show, which I love where we ask each other <laughs> if something is going to be good. It's really just that simple. So yeah. how about I'll go first okay. with yours. Justice Breyer, is he going to retire or what? Is this going to be good? Only going to be good if he will retire. <laughs> he, I don't I don't know why he's hanging on, but to help us out, he wrote a book to explain it. I have to say, I do not know the name of the book, but it's got some pompous name about something, something, I don't know, justice, whatever. So I have not read the book, but I've heard some statements from the book, clips from the book, whatever. He's a liberal, by the way. It's all about him shaming liberals for we can't make the court political. And it's just like, what? 
who are you talking to and what are you talking about? He's talking about the justices can't be considered political and blah, 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 and court packing he's against. Who has already packed the court? The Mm -hmm. Republicans have already packed the court. Why are we talking about court packing as if it has something to do with Democrats? Hello? It's ridiculous. January fucking 6th, please? Like, you don't have anything to say about that? You're talking to those courts. I want every court. I want every court to have a blue-haired lesbian presiding. Pack <laughs> them all. Well, to at least we've got to change the rules. We've got to. We do have to increase the number of justices. We have to because we can't take the lifetime. The lifetime term thing is in the freaking Constitution, so that would be very hard to undo. We could undo it, but it's going to take forever. We could add number of justices. The name, the number of justices has been changed many times in history. Why he's against it, I don't know, but I hate to label people, Quentin, but I feel like it is because he's too old. Okay. The- oh, so now it's because he's too old. It's okay when I do. Now it. you can label that. It's okay when you do it. It's okay when I do it. And that is clearly the most boomer yeah. thing of all. Yep, it's okay when I do it. Oh, like it's not like like millennials don't do that. Please. Anyway, yeah, he's just being a knucklehead, and that he had to write a whole book about being a knucklehead kind of blew my mind because he's done some important things. It's like, dude, step down, step down. Even RBG, God yeah. love her, but she should have stepped down. Obama begged her to. Begged her, took her to lunch. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's like, and if he had, we wouldn't have had, if she had, we wouldn't have had Amy Comey Barrett. No, honestly. and probably not Brett Kavanaugh either. Kavanaugh. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but it's just, it's a sorry state. So no, I don't think it's going to be I good. Agree. And I agree. It's hope- going to be good if he retires. I'll piggyback on that. Uh, so hopefully he will soon. I don't know. I'm not wishing him to die. However, okay. Anyway, I'll just move on. Um, so Quentin. Is this going to be good? June 25th, declassified UFO intel. I hardly even understand that sentence. Is this going to be good? (laughs) Okay, so I don't know if this is going to be good because we already have a problem with crazy people on the internet not knowing what's true or not. We do. (laughs) Yes, you you might not have heard about that. I've actually heard about that, yep. But adding aliens to the mix is probably not the best idea since they were already having trouble with demons. Mm -hmm. So now this is going full sci-fi channel. And I feel like it's good for us to know, but I feel like it's not good for us to know. This needs, I think it should be a need to know basis. Yes. Um, And there should be some sort of test as to whether or not you can handle this information. Yeah, I like this idea. Okay. So that it's I didn't. So this is an, an announcement that they already said they're going to do on on June twenty fifth. They're the people in charge, the people at the Pentagon. They have to put together a a report that has to be given to the Senate by June twenty fifth, declassifying all this information and actually submitting it because it's to the point now where it has to be addressed. There's Dad. too much happening that's not explained, and it has to be talked about. Wow, Dag, y'all. That's oh, all right. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I mean, maybe I can go with them or something. That's the only good thing. Like, you know, maybe I can hitch a ride and leave. With the aliens? <laughs> yes. No, don't. Please Take don't. Me with you. It'll be so much harder to do the podcast if you um, go I'll with do it, it remotely. Oh, sure. Well, you're damn right you will. <laughs> if, it's, if you're on a spaceship, it'll be really dang remote. Dang it. Somebody's huh. flying these UFOs. Either yeah. it's that or maybe there's like some kind of advanced military technology from other countries we don't know about. It could possibly be that. It doesn't look like that's what it is, though. That's not um, what they said on 60 Minutes. They seem to think it's, yeah. and that's my show, they seem to think it's uh, something from some other planet. 
another planet. There were things and that if, like moved in some weird way and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, defied physics and all. Yeah. And we we have to be honest, if they can make it here, then they can make it to, anywhere. They, <laughs> they've already they got it all make over us. It here. As far as technology, if they can get to us, then we are completely ill-equipped to fight them. I would imagine they would just turn right around. They should. That's not what we do when we go to some place that's a piece of shit. We just take it over anyway. Well, so. America was not a piece of shit when we came here. It was freaking fabulous. That's why we took oh, it not over. This, 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 was, we take over. It was a piece of shit that we can like put a foothold in, uh-huh. or it's a great place we can steal from. Uh-huh. I don't know if we'll take, steal a, we'll anything take over from anything. Us. We'll take over anything. I see. We'll take saying. over anything. anything. Yeah, just to spread out. So I don't think I'm going to hope, uh-huh. and I've always said this, I don't feel good about any like life from other planets coming to us, but I feel incredibly sorry for the life forms that we visit in the future because they are... <laughs> yeah, they're screwed. We're going to mess them, mess up their country. We are going to... I mean, to their planet. Completely screw them over. Completely. There's no way. And we won't even be able to stop it. The good no. people won't even be able to stop it from happening. So... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm... I'll try. I'll... I don't know. It won't work. We have enough uh, difficult <laughs> stuff to deal with here. I really can't. I just can't wrap my brains around space. I really, I don't know what to say about it or what to do about it. A, a lot of people feel like that. Like I was yeah. talking to my, about multiverse theory and yeah. he just couldn't, he just couldn't understand it. He was like, I can't, I can't think that there's another world or even a possible dimension or whatever. Like I can't imagine something other than this. And I'm like, well. I, I'm more on your side with this one though. I can't imagine that there's only one world. No, no. It can't be. But but I don't be. I don't or one dimension or whatever. I just don't know what to say about the other dimensions. I mean, I love Star Trek. I loved it. I love Star Wars. I love all that stuff. I like Star Trek better than Star Wars. You just didn't think you'd actually have to weigh in on that in real life. I just don't know how to weigh in on it. I'm like, okay. I mean, for one thing, going up there seems like a lot of work. So and then I don't know. If they come down here and they're mad. I'm worried about it. If I, I lay eyes on an extraterrestrial, if an mm-hmm. extraterrestrial terrestrial addresses us as a country, uh, there's a couple things that I'm going to do. One, I'm going to finally buy a gun. What do you think Just a gun's going to do? I don't know. Nothing. But something. And the other thing I'm going to do is throw my Bible into the garbage because oh, that sake. thing is completely null and void. If there's if there's extraterrestrials, if there's alien life forms from different planets, that Bible is now Harry Potter. Well, okay. Well, there's no reason to throw away Harry Potter or, well, except that J.K. Rowling's well, kind of pissed everybody yeah, off. There, yeah, there's a reason to throw away Harry Potter. But. <laughs> I'm afraid now. Of but course don't I'm exaggerating here. Sure. But okay. I don't know what to do with religion and how I see this world if we have to deal with... Well, it's not like you're alien. religious anyway. What difference does it make? But I still, you know, I still have... It's not yeah, that I yeah. don't have... You know, I, know I respect people. I know More than I respect religion, I don't respect religion because I think it's ridiculous, but I respect people who respect religion. Well, I'll tell you one thing. One thing I, I really picked up on at this this funeral for my sister-in-law, which was really interesting. Uh, the fact for her, it really worked. The fact that she, after her husband died, she she really re-immersed herself in this church. She mm-hmm. was always kind of into church, but she really immersed herself into this church community. Those people were very sweet, the people I met at this church. They were super sweet. They really helped her a lot. They helped my nephew I a lot. I believe that. You know, so I admire, I've, I appreciate the, yeah, the service. Get them on drugs. And I've seen people do a lot of incredible things and change their lives because of their 
and the community, the like the the, com- the community service that it can provide mm-hmm. to connect people and all that stuff. I don't really have it because I'm not really into religion, but I ad- I appreciate that aspect of. I do, and that's why I respect yeah. people who feel that way because I get what you get out of it. But what I don't want is for you to tell me to live my life because of that, because yeah. that's not my reality. So like, right. me throwing my Bible away. That's personal for me because like I I was raised to to think about it and to respect it. I come from southern people and it's kind of that's why it freaked me out that you were going to throw it out even though i'm not religious at all Uh i was like no don't throw it don't throw it out that's bad luck (laughs) something might happen um, (laughs) yeah yeah so So, we'll see what the with this at the end and it's going to be like right around gay pride when this news is going to be coming out so i'm looking forward to how that's going to play into stuff um i I say welcome to earth come on over Take me with you. Please help us. No, stay here and help us. Help us solve our terrible messes. Maybe they just want to come and help. Let's be real here. A lot of how we <laughs> respond to them is going to be how they look, okay? Yeah. Because yeah. if that thing opens and a bunch of things that look like Gal Gadot and The Rock and Chris Evans and um, Denzel Washington, if a lot of hot people get out of this oh, space, it's yeah. going to be different. And if the spaceship opens and it's like a bunch of like tall tubes of goo. Yeah. That's going to affect how we feel about them and how we treat them and all of that shit. So let's if be it's, real if about it's that. A, if it's a bunch of Matt Gates tall tubes of goo, that's going to be bad. Yeah, if it's, that's not going to be good. That's not If it's something we want to have sex with, then we're also in trouble. But that's going to be good. That's going to be good. All right. Full I circle. enjoy having sex with foreigners. So. I used to. It's been a while, but um, I could do it. One of the good things about living in New York. Sure. Uh, sure. That's so it. I, I That's guess all I've got for the week. Alien sex, I think, is where we should The week it. that was. Sure. And that brings us back around to our parents. Um, I think sex was, oh. got pretty alien for my dad because it only happened once a <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Dad. Rest in peace. I love you both. Jack and Mara. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. Anyway. To you too, Dad. You can finally rest now. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so again, thank you for listening. If you guys would like to donate to our show, once again, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com backslash this is going to be good. And please give, give until you can't give anymore. You know, black and LGBT, it's the the pride is coming up. Like, you know, I deserve something. I'm white. I'm getting older. Um, I need (laughs) some help. Okay, you should cut the white part out. Everything else is gold. I'm getting older. My feet uh-huh. hurt. I need some help. So we like to thank uh, Peter D for his original It's Gonna Be Good soundtrack that you hear. Yeah, so I dance to it when I hear it sometimes. And thank him for his wonderful editing. And we want to remind you to continue to listen and subscribe for free to This Is Gonna Be Good. And I am Quentin Lamar. You can find me at Quinn Lamar on Twitter. Carol Scudder. You can find me at the Carol Dan on Instagram. I know it's confusing. And at Carol Scudder on Twitter. You did it. That's the best I've ever done. You did it. You finally did it. I finally did it. Oh, great day in the morning. Y'all take care now. Bye, y'all. Bye.